nofilter.net. It's an online live streaming platform where you can watch our shows live, knock, come into the booth, ask Big Ben a question, ask Kay Wynn a question, ask one of our guests. We've had Sean Casey, Kevin Euclid, Will Clark, Anthony Parker, Rick Buecher, and many, many more. Yeah, it's very simple. Just go to nofilter.net, search for us as hosts. You can also listen to our other collaborators or other contributors on the network. It's an opportunity to engage with our guests. You can chat with them. Welcome to a Pacific Northwest episode of Big Ben and K-Win on nofilter.net. I'm K-Win. Big Ben is out today on diaper duty, but we have a very special guest. We have Kevin McShane on. You know Kevin from Jesuit High School, where he led the Crusaders <laughs> to a pair of Metro titles. Which alumni had the biggest impact in the sports industry? Not Mike Dunleavy. Not Eric Spolstra, Kevin McShane. <laughs> he played for your Beavers, Oregon State. Thank you for coming on the show. How are you doing? Man, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. And I, I got to say, that is possibly the best intro I've ever received in my life. Truth be told, the Metro titles that were won the Jesuit, I participated in those as I was in the program, but I was not on those teams. However, I'm pretty sure the guys that did win those hated me because I fouled the crap out of every practice. <laughs> so I'm sorry, guys. My bad. I was just trying to play. <laughs> hey, you're making them better. You know, two years from now, when you come back on, it's going to be like state title, All-American, Kevin McShane. <laughs> <Yeah. and> <laughs> <laughs> McDonald's All-American Dunk Contest <laughs> champion. Oh, my bounce is crazy, man. 45 inches, baby. <laughs> Passed up on the NBA draft to go to Oregon State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to write that with you. <laughs> That's funny. So I got to get into this. We got to start off here with, I'm talking about the McShane father-son connection at Oregon. And I want to know how you guys stacked up to some other father-son combinations. So you have okay. Wayne Tinkle and Trey. Wayne was the coach, and then Trey played for him. You had yep. Gary Payton and then Gary Payton II. How did you and your dad, Bill McShane, stack up to these father-son combos? Man, coming in hot. Okay, <laughs> well, uh, I appreciate just being in the conversation of those other father-son duos. Uh, I think their basketball accomplishments and experiences far outweigh Team McShane. However, I do think it's notable to say that the relationship that Bill and I have, I would put up with any father-son combination in in in, in history. <laughs> I mean, that's that's my best friend. Uh, he coached me in basketball. We work together now. Been doing that for six years. Um, and I think just about any kind of conversation two humans could have, we've had. And and uh, it, it's it's been fun to learn from his experiences. And now we go to games or we coach sometimes together. And I watch him tell younger players the stuff he told me. And I just mm -hmm. sit back like, oh, I've got this piece before. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's pretty fun to have that relationship. There's nothing more special than a father-son bond around sports. You know, I grew up, my dad was always my coach and 
baseball and basketball always pushed me to the limit. But it was like that extra time you had with them, like preparing for the game or the practice that will never go away. And it's got to be extra special for you guys to play at the same alma mater and to kind of go game, go to games, even watch the Beavs now. Oh, yeah. So coming out of a straight Jesuit in Houston, Texas in the late <laughs> 70s, he was recruited by, I think, 147 schools, oh, wow. came to Oregon State, uh, played on the Orange Express, number one team for, you know, 10 or 12 weeks. But <laughs> his team is painted up on the wall in legendary Gill Coliseum. Really? So when I'm in practice back from uh, 2008, 2012, and I'm having a good practice or a bad practice, I look up and I can hear him like, well, you better keep working. Or, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm trying, Dan. I'm trying. <laughs> a constant reminder, excellence is on the wall. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Well said. So uh, at Big Ben and K-Win, we do six degrees of Big Ben and K-Win. I'm only on. So what, what we have with you, it's a simple connection. It's through my homie, who's your homie. You've known him longer than I have, Michael Moyer. He lives in Hermosa. He's like, you got to get my boy on the podcast. So that is a connection. I met Michael through a friend that I used to work with. They're actually neighbors. And we just started all hanging out together and all start having way too much fun, if you know what I mean, hanging out with them. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that is the six degrees. <laughs> That's how we're connected through Michael Moyer, Kevin McShane. So how far do you and Michael go back? Uh, shout out to the man, the myth, maybe someday legend, Michael Moyer. Uh, <laughs> we met in the off season uh, at Oregon State, Dixon Rec Center is a student rec center. We can play basketball, we'll go, whatever. And we were playing pickup in the spring, and I was like, man, this kid's, like, kind of good. Like, he might be able to be a good, like, walk-on practice player, something like that. So afterwards, I walk up to him, like, hey, man, uh, you got you got some game? Or, you like, what's up, bro? What's your name? I was like, do you, uh, do you play basketball? He was like, oh, yeah, I uh, put like, uh, you know, Salem. Then I played in St. John's for a bit, but now I'm just here as a student. I was like, oh, cool, 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 cool. Uh, would you have an interest in – playing for the Beavers. Mm-hmm. He's like, what do you mean? I was like, the Oregon State Beavers, like the basketball team. He's like, yeah, no, but like what team? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> um, the basketball team. I'm, I'm captain of the team, and I can facilitate, like, you know, you and the coach and seeing if there's a role for you. You seem like a nice dude. You got some game. Could be fun. He's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. That'd be cool. Yeah, let's try it out. So he joined the team, um, and we were teammates for a couple of years. But it wasn't until after I graduated, because I was a couple years older, okay. where I was starting coming back to Corvallis on the weekends, and we'd be getting some local boys flying food, go to the bars, have uh-huh. some fun, and uh, we've just been making fun memories ever since. Great, dude. Good times. I think you're coming to L.A. later this month. If that's still the plan, you got to let me know. Uh, I will be there landing one week in an hour and a half from right now i'm All looking right, forward to it let's do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's do it baby now i asked michael this question so i have to ask you this question who is your nba player comp mm. before you answer our, 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 i'll get you some time to think about it you can 
tell someone who was at the peak of your career, wherever it was, that's your player comp, or you could do your current player comp if you just got picked up and you were playing some pickup later on this <laughs> evening. Man, that's a tough question. Well, let me... Uh, hmm. I'll be honest, I don't watch a ton of NBA. I watch from time to time. But if I was on the NBA team and I checked into the game, you'd probably be like, oh, damn, it changed the game. Here we go. Because my, my whole role in the court has always just been the consummate teammate. Never got a bunch of points, never got a bunch of rebounds, but worked my ass off to play defense, set screens, you know, just do the extra stuff. And that worked for me. Love it. So I'll have to get back to you on the comp. No, 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 that's good. So I would say, like, when I was a better player in high school, I would say it was like Mike Bibby, King's Mike Bibby. Wasn't flashy, okay. good mid-range, didn't turn it over, uh, was just really steady. Right now, I set it up to Michael. I'm like Rondo. Like, probably, <laughs> okay. probably going to have more fouls than points. Uh, yeah. but I'm going to give you like five or six assists and I'm just going to be that crafty vet. Like, Hey, you got to do this. Got to get back on D. You got to do this. Rondo, my player cop. Uh, I like that. And that actually inspires me. I think mine would be Udonis Haslam. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, a tough, just no BS vet who comes in and he, he might, you know, get a little feisty and he might not give you a bunch of stats from game to game, but so, yeah, Rondo Haslam, you know, we can go two-on-two two down at LA this weekend and have a, have a good time. Oh, wow. We're going to need some scores on that team because me and you are going to do all the dirty work. <laughs> you know what? We'll call Michael. He'll start launching threes, and he'll make some, and then that'll be great. <laughs> perfect, perfect. All right, folks, we're going to talk a little bit about the Beavs and the Blazers. But before we do that, we're going to give a shout out to our primary sponsor, new sponsor, MRVLS. MRVLS, at MRVLS on Instagram, athletic and leisure wear. Going out for a hike, going out for a run, going for a swim. Check out MRVLS. Big Ben and K-Win Rocket. Kevin McShane will be rocking it pretty soon as well. MRVLS. Let's get into it. So I just want to talk Beavs and Blazers. The Beavs, they're struggling right now. Last I checked, 1-3 in conference, 3-11 overall. Tough times don't last. Tough people do. I could not be a bigger supporter of Coach Tinkle and his staff for what they're doing. I would give up all four years that I had for one with Coach Wayne. Uh, as far as this year specifically, I don't have a ton of insight from what I can tell. I'm not sure there's any dogs or leaders on that team who can help galvanize the convictions that need to be had. You know, I, I know it's a COVID season. Every team's dealing with that. Uh, but like you said, 311, that's tough. You know, we lost the Ducks. Uh, buzzer beater layup a couple nights ago, uh, starting or at one time for the starting point guard, maybe still is Johnny Hunt. In the last like 24 48 hours, he said he's stepping away to focus on his mental health. 
don't know what's going on, have the utmost confidence in the coaches. Uh, I hope that they can salvage some lessons from this year and transfer those into next year. I made a prediction that four teams from the Pac-12 will get to the NCAA tournament. I still think that's the case, but I want to swap out one of my teams. So okay. about a month ago, I said UCLA, Arizona, USC, and Oregon. But Oregon, you know, Dana Altman always has a new team, right? Someone transfers, goes to the NBA, and he just brings in JUCOs and players. He mends it together, and next thing you know, he's a sweet 16. But for whatever reason, yeah. so far, it's not working out. And the Buffaloes, Colorado is looking good. And I'm calling it here, upset tonight when they play Arizona. Colorado's a 14 kid man, and they will be ranked next week. That's my hot take. Okay. All right. I like it. Now, is that game tonight, is that in Colorado or is it in Arizona? Ooh, good question. Because um, that's going to change is. how much I support your claims tonight, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Uh, that is. Oh, it's in Tucson. They're gonna do. They're gonna okay. do the deed in Tucson. I know. I that, know it's that's crazy. Even I know it's claim. wild. But hey, no one likes mild predictions. They like bold predictions. The Buffaloes will <laughs> yeah, be Wildcats true. tonight. So I'll say this: um, every arena in the Pac-12, well, Pac-10 when I started, now Pac-12, I have a specific memory that I, I don't. I haven't chose. It's just that's what I think of. And okay. at Colorado. I didn't really respect the altitude at which you played at until my first game there. And like, I was like a decent athlete. Like I had, you know, decent wind or whatever, especially for a bigger guy, man, halfway through the first quarter, whenever it was, I was playing, I was like, <gasps> so if it was in Colorado, I'd say, okay, I, I definitely could see that. And how the gyms, or the, the, the hoops come down versus the stands, it's just, or the seats is just a little different. But Arizona, man, when that gym is packed and those fans are going, even as a visiting team, you're like, hey, this is kind of popping in here. <laughs> they had they had my senior year. It was, uh, you know, like equivalent to the seventh inning stretch in baseball. Mm-hmm. Towards the end of the game, I think it was a close game. The fans were going crazy. Um, and they brought this dude onto the center of the court who looked like he was 70, 75. Okay. And he starts doing like an Arizona spell out where he like claps and does this. And the crowd goes, hey, oh, and every time he says a letter, he takes off like a jacket or a hat or something. And he yeah. got down to like a t-shirt and his pants and socks. And it said like, go Zona or go cats. And when he got to the last one, he was like, oh, and everyone just went crazy. And I was like, Oh, this is kind of lit. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great memory. I have a visual of this old man stripping down to his chonies with Gozoda on his chest. Yeah. Imagine, imagine Dumbledore, but he's got like a manicured beard in Arizona colors. There you go. Wow. That just blew my mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like your claim, though. I, I hope to see that happen. I, I like supporting the Buffs. Now, was Spencer Dinwiddie at Colorado when you were at or- Oregon State? I think he was. I think for at least a year. Yeah. Okay. 
Because yeah. what I didn't know, I um, I watched the Knucklehead podcast with uh, Quentin Richardson and Darius Miles, and he was on yeah. it, and he was talking about like all the players that um, came up with them. And um, I'll get back to that. But he also said he was like Mr. Basketball in California, and it was coming down to Oregon, Harvard, and Colorado. He didn't mm. want Oregon, so it came to Harvard and Colorado. He chose Colorado. He had a good career, but he got hurt. And then he left for the NBA, and he was a second-round pick. And then he was in Detroit. He worked his way to Brooklyn, and he worked his way around. And I guess he came out with like Austin Rivers and a bunch of other folks, but I didn't realize how good he was in California. He was Mr. Basketball in California. UCLA yeah. USC didn't really look at him. Apparently he has the smarts because he got a got into Harvard as well, but he chose Colorado and <laughs> yeah. he's now he's making that money. So he's he's good with where he is. But it just goes to show you like everyone has a different backstory. And it was like mm -hmm. great to hear his backstory. It's always impressive to me to hear how basketball can open so many doors, but also they'll be so different for everybody, right? Whether whether you're a top tier, you know, top 100 player, or you're someone like me who's just, you know, a hardworking dude and, and had a couple opportunities. Um, <laughs> it, it's always interesting to hear other people's stories. And always. we had a lot of talent in the Pac-12 at that time. I mean, uh, Isaiah Thomas, Terrence Ross were at UW, Quincy Pondexter, um, Washington State, Clay Thompson, Clay Day. Good yeah. to see him back out. He's playing right now. It's nice to see him in his little Jackie Moon with the hair and the, the yeah. The, uh, Arizona had some good dudes. Chase Budinger, um, Nick Aaron Johnson, Gordon, Brandon yeah. Ashley. Yeah, we went through this with yeah, Michael. It was, it was a fun you know time. the guy who was sick. Alan Crabb for Cal. Man, I'm not going to say he did me dirty a couple times, but <laughs> he definitely he definitely got me a couple times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was he was nice. Uh, God, who was the guy from um, – there was a guard from Arizona State. Shaheel Carson. Yes. YouTube yes. legend. Like, I, I mean, I mean – I'm sure he was nice in the game, but his YouTube clips were unreal, right? He had handles. He had game. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure there were some comments made by someone on the coaching staff or training or someone that was like, he can't play. He's just like a YouTube star. And we're like, nah, he, he can play. He's got skills. Yeah. Just because yeah. he does it on a camera doesn't mean he can't get buckets or cross you up or something. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like... His game is flashy. That's what I meant. Like he's a YouTube star, but like you get him in, yeah. you, you get him in an ISO. He's gonna, <laughs> he's gonna serve you up. Yeah, he's gonna do some damage. Yeah, that, that reminds me. Speaking of not really flashy, but just showy. I have a cousin, and uh, he had some injuries, but he was at Oregon for a bit, and then Pepperdine, and now he's somewhat of a not someone. He is like a YouTube star, and he'll go to like oh, Venice wow. Beach and dress up as like a nerd. Or a surfer, you know, his white dude got long hair, yeah. and he'll come out and just be yamming on dudes. They're like, "Oh, who is this guy?" <laughs> it's pretty fun to watch. Forget Michael Moyer. Let's pick him up on our team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? You're right. I'd be like, "Hey, Jay, what are you doing? Come who? You got Udonis? 
Hey, Rondo, I need AJ. Come on, baby. <laughs> hey, he's going to go for at least 50. <laughs> yeah, easy. easy. You, he, I'll set the screens. You give him the dimes, I'll guarantee he gets buckets. There we go. All right. Well, sorry, folks, for the technical difficulty. We're talking Beavers and Blazers here. Uh, let's get into some Blazers. So, Blazers are in the 10th spot in the West, which means with the new play-in game, they're alive. Four and six in their last 10 games. They've won their last two. And Anthony Simmons, ball in. I think he's averaging like 27 and six, something like that. So my question to yeah. you, with the trade line deadline coming up and Dame out because of his ab surgery, do you think the Blazers are going to be buyers or sellers come February? You know, <clears throat> to be honest, I think before – they ask themselves, are we buyers or sellers? They need to figure out who they are because there, there's chaos kind of infecting or infiltrating every level, right? Owner's gone. Uh, it was Paul Allen. Now it's his sister, I think. But she's not an owner. She's just the acting trustee. That's like you got a pirate ship and, and Jack Black or not Jack Black, Jack Sparrow goes down and you got Gibbs running the ship. Like, he can do it, but you're not, he's not really the captain, right? You don't really have direction. So yeah. I think I think you got to figure that out. Everyone's, you know, giving Chauncey a hard time. Man, it's his first year coaching. He's just dealing with COVID. Again, there's no one above him that has a bunch of direction. Dame just got hurt. Uh, CJ's Anthony been out. is killing it. Yeah, CJ's been out. You know, you got some good pieces. Um, I, I really think it's it's um, it's it's not that much different than the Beavs, and it's not that much different than the Seahawks. You got some great players, you got some good pillars there, but you have to decide what direction you're going. Yeah, you're, I, that's a good point because if they're going to make a move, the moves of the players they acquire have to fit into Chauncey's system whatever Chauncey's uh -huh. system is, but right. it's also got to support the future, right? Like you're not trading for a player to win now because sorry, Blazers fans, they're probably going to get knocked out in the play-in game or in the first round of the playoffs if all things are yep. equal and everyone's healthy and this COVID thing doesn't continue to go crazy. Yeah, and it's, it's um, I know it's a business, I know that the people who make the big decisions are thinking, well, man, we, we can get a lot for Dane. We get a lot for this or that. But I think especially right now with what everybody, the U.S. world is going through with COVID and just so much uncertainty, it wouldn't be a bad thing to repay the loyalty that Dame has paid to the city and really try to look at what options, <laughs> what options can be looked at to support him while he's here, right? Because yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. while he's here, is he going somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> what do you know? Hot breaking news <laughs> on Big Big K Win. Our Portland, our Portland correspondent has some news. Yeah. I'm just saying, I, I, I really respect and admire his loyalty. Um, but just like Russ, or just like you know, any other of these incredibly talented players who are loyal. If I feel like if they get an inkling that the organization is not loyal to them, they'll be open to opportunities. Yeah. But I hope he stays. I think he'll stay. 
but there's other decisions. There's other voices that come into that decision. I'm a Bay Area guy, so I love Dame thick and through. Like the the zero is O. He represents the Oakland. Yeah. He's loyal. My concern is if he stays in Portland, are we going to waste away his prime years? And he's not going to get out of the first round. He's going to get out the second round. Like I don't want to see him go, but I would love to see him play for a title or have a chance to win a title while he's still in his prime. I could not agree with most of that sentence. <laughs> could not agree more with most of that sentence. That's what I meant to say. I think I think it would be fantastic to see him on that stage in the finals playing for a championship. But what defines this career he's had thus far? If he if he's hit the pinnacle, if him hitting that shot and doing the wave, if those moments are his pinnacle, what makes that a waste? Is it because he didn't get to the championship? Because I could argue that there are a lot of guys who have championships that got it from, you know, jumping ship or pursuing this or that, but he found an organization. He gave it everything he had. Did he get the championship? No. But I bet you that when he's older, he's talking to his kids or his grandkids or coaching or any other conversation he has, he can look him dead in the eye and say, you know what? I gave it my all. Didn't get the championship. But life happens sometimes. You don't always get what you want. As long as you gave it your all, you know, how many many kids in Portland, which is a smaller market, not a huge city, have idolized him and still do and will pursue their own basketball dreams watching him? I would say nine out of ten kids. Yeah, 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 quite a bit, (laughs) quite a bit. So is, is he able to walk around someday with a ring on his finger? Maybe, maybe not. Did he pursue his dreams and went from Bay Area kid to legend and, and world-renowned athlete? Yeah. Did he inspire generations? Yep. Does he got bars on the microphone? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, yeah, just, just mad respect for Dame. If you look at Dirk Nowitzki, stayed with the same organization, he actually did get a title. But now that when I think of your point, like if Dirk did not win a title, we'd still be talking about Dirk and like what he did for the city of Dallas. He was loyal to Dallas. He changed his game a little bit to accommodate other players and other vets. So, yeah, I take that back. Dave, stay in Portland. Don't go anywhere. (laughs) Yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of him in Portland and I hope Portland I've heard rumors that, you know, they're going to sell the team, move the team. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, but I'm looking forward to seeing the progress that Portland makes in the next one to three years. Now, his backcourt partner, CJ, do you think they should keep or possibly trade CJ? See, this gets back to the whole business thing. And when it comes to the team, I've always liked CJ. I've always yeah. liked them complimenting each other. And – you know, like right now, there's some talk about um, was it Miles Turner from the Pacers. Uh, someone said DeMontis, Sabonis. Jeremy Grant. And, and it's Detroit. like, I'm like, yeah, they say it again. Jeremy Grant from Detroit. But I feel like he's like, I mean, he's good, but I don't know. I think they need a lot. I would rather, I'd rather them get Miles Turner because I think Nurk 
is gone. He's a free agent. And after the playoffs last year, he was upset. You could tell he's upset. And I don't think it's getting yeah. any better. So I think they need a big guy. Yeah, I I think getting a athletic big guy who can play some defense and maybe doesn't need to be a primary guy, mm-hmm. but but can easily go off when needed to. Um, I think that could be really beneficial. So, Blazers, you can call me. Y'all come in for a try. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. I'm just, I'm just playing. Those <laughs> days are over. Those days are over. What do you think CJ and Dame's legacy is? Mm. Like, I, I'm not talking about independently, like, together, right? Because they were good yeah. friends. They wanted to stick together. They made it work. Like, together, like, as a Portland basketball fan, what do you think the legacy of the, those two playing together was or is? I think it'll be one of the best backcourt duos. Um, easily in, 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 you know, the Portland West Coast type conversation. But just in general, I think how they complement each other um, without egos, uh, without demands from an outsider looking in, it looks like they're the type that would be on, you know, uh, ESPN late night with SVP or something or, you know, decades from now, and they're able just to chop it up and have some good conversation. But they just seem like very solid people on and off the court. 100%. And you know what? They got to the – did they get to the conference finals, right, against Golden State? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so they've got that. They've got the bye-bye. Like, I think it's been a great ride. And I think their legacy should be – those two carry Portland, right? Like, it's the NBA. Everyone's good. But they carry Portland, right, to the finals. Everyone's like, they didn't win. They didn't win. I'm a Warriors fan. The Warriors have – better all-around players, you know? Right. Like Steph is great. Clay is great. Durant is obviously great. But the nucleus of the team was better. And you could say the same thing for the Lakers when the Lakers won. You'd say the thing, same thing for Dallas when the Mavericks won. They had Kidd. They had Jason Terry. They had Dirk. You know, they had a mm-hmm. lot of pieces. In Portland, it really has been Dame and CJ doing everything. Yeah, they, they are definitely the foundational pieces of what that franchise has been for a while. And uh, although it would be sad to see them broken up for whatever reason, uh, it has been pretty fun to watch them and be kind of that that staple of the franchise. All right. Well, I got one last question. You can get back to your bourbon. So, <laughs> okay. At Big Ben and K Wayne, it's like the gift that keeps on giving. So you've got to look at your phone because this person has to be in your phone. Based on West Coast sports, what we've talked about, we like West Coast people. Who would you recommend we go after as our next guest? And can you help Mm. us get them? Great question. (sighs) Few names come to mind immediately. Um, A couple, one one former teammate of mine, um, Roberto Nelson. Um, was from California, played basketball in there, incredible score, uh, great personality, could have a conversation with anybody. He lives up here in, uh, uh, in Tiger now. He could be okay. a good person to have on. Um, actually, my girlfriend, uh, Madison, she was a, a soccer player for Eastern Washington, 
Oh, that's uh, right. You played three that. sports in high school, local legend up in Tri Cities. And then she actually just got done playing last year in a uh, women's, the only nationally recognized women's professional football league. And she played oh, really? damn near every position. She could be something fun. And then if you want, if you want some good, you know, sometimes you got to get like that. You know, no offense, pops, with that old man perspective, you know, oh, yeah. from a different time. Uh, I guarantee you, you would enjoy talking to uh, uh, Bill McShane uh, on whatever okay. topics you wanted to, to, to approach. All right. We might have to take you up and uh, go after a couple of those guests. Yeah, we would be happy to facilitate uh, any introductions that uh, would work out for you. All right. Well, Kevin, this was a blast. We got to have you back on with Big Ben. Maybe tournament time. Maybe we're just talking, chopping it up, going through some upsets in March during March Madness. That would be fantastic. Now I got I got one question for you. Let's go. All right. If you could play any sport besides basketball and you were in the top ten, what sport would it be? So I grew up playing basketball and baseball, so that's an easy question for me. I would pick baseball. Okay. Now Playing baseball, is baseball still your answer if it was playing in today's day and age or, let's say, the 1970s or 80s? Still baseball. As much as I love football, I always say this. For me, my favorite sport to watch on TV is football. My favorite sport to play, it's actually basketball. Wow, I'm backtracking here. Uh, and then my <laughs> favorite sport to actually go watch in person is baseball. So if I didn't have basketball, I would go baseball no matter what. I love baseball. I love long baseball games. That's why Big Ben and I are such good friends. We, like, go out to spring training. We'll get there early, get some peanuts, get some beer, get some nachos, and we'll just sit, hang out in the grass all game long. That sounds great. That sounds like a great time. You know, it's, it's, it's a little bit cold, dark, dreary, and gray up here, right? You know, Portland right now. Mm -hmm. But um, you're making me get pretty excited about springtime coming up. <laughs> so, so thank you. No problem. All right, folks, we'll wrap it up here. Kevin McShane, Big Ben, and K-Win at WSD underscore podcast, Twitter and Instagram. Everywhere you get your podcast, download, subscribe. Give us a five-star rating. And we'll be back next week. We're going to be talking a little playoff football, maybe bring in some little basketball as well. Kevin, thanks again. Hit me up when you're in town. I had a blast. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to it. And I talked to Michael. I am bringing my hoop shoes next weekend, so we just might be teammates on the court. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know if I have hoop shoes. That's the last time I played is like years ago. That's awesome. Thanks again, man. Looking forward to next time. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks again. Take care. Yeah. We'll also continue to post these on Spotify and iTunes, just in a little more consolidated effort. So you'll get snippets and you can come in and watch us in our vault and listen to any other past shows. You won't miss a thing. In fact, you can watch us live. Just need a laptop, decent internet connection, or even your phone. Big Ben and K Win, our venture into no filter network. Please join us. Nofilter.net, there's about 80 hosts. So there's sports hosts, there's comedians, there's cooking shows, there's politics. If you want to go there, live stream, live interaction, live banter. You can make fun of K-Win and Big Ben in real time. Nofilter.net, it's the future of podcasting and sports content.